Welcome to another episode of Dose and a Half Cinco's. This is episode number 33. As always, I'm your host, David. And I'm Stuart. And I'm Ben. Fucking stop copying me, Ben. Goddamn. Why don't you stop copying me, Stuart? Because <laughs> I go first before you. All right, well, hey, I hey, go hey, second hey, after you. We, hey, we have a guest on the on the podcast. No, 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 no. We're, Take it easy. <laughs> no, we're, no, we'll hash it out after hours. Adam. Okay. <laughs> nope. Stay back. And uh, this week we are joined by James Chowtham, a uh, longtime listener and uh, first, first, first time, time caller. Yes. Yeah. That, that's me. Yes. I'm Hi, James. Hello. It's, uh, it's an honor. Is that yeah, so Big fan. Big fan, especially Stu and Ben. Oh, yeah. And yeah. everybody else that's part of it. I know he's been he's been wanting to meet his heroes, and I was like, you know, you're never supposed to meet your heroes. And then he's like, you know what? I don't care. Yeah. I just want to meet Stu and Ben. Especially, yeah. in unfortunately, case. I have the the opportunity to meet David every single weekday. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that must we, be terrible. We yeah. were meeting David Chen back uh, when it was well. No, it's always been bad. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Chowtham is that Chinese? Or it is actually Thai. Oh, okay. I was yeah. okay. I was. <laughs> I didn't know if it was like a like a European name. I just wasn't. Oh, I, really? I saw I saw Chow. <laughs> oh, I see Chow, and I'm like, that's got to be Asian. The, the European, the re- European Chinese. But then the Tham part, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, welcome to the show. We're definitely excited that you're here, especially since this week we are reviewing Scott Pilgrim versus the world. It's not V, right? It's Scott versus the world. It's not a court case, I don't think. It's (laughs) Scott Pilgrim v. the world. (laughs) Hey, Superman v. Batman should have been versus. Why was it V? That's Batman v. Superman. Why? Doesn't V also mean versus? Yeah, but yeah. it's a court case. They they actually went to court. Yeah. It's a little known fact in the uh DC universe. It was actually a court case before it was an actual fight. <laughs> well, um well, we'll just skip right over that one. No. So, uh we've been <laughs> as we've been doing over the last uh 10 weeks now, uh we are going to go straight into we're going to shark dive into this week's uh Street Sharks episode. Street Fight, Season 2, Episode 7. Um, so last week, what, <laughs> last week what happened on uh, Street Sharks, Episode 6, um, Streaks was captured and they tried uh, saving him and were successful, obviously. I don't know if there's any recap of the previous episode necessary because there's no continuity here, really. Well, actually, I was kind of about to say that. I mean, there's overall continuity, but there's not like a there wasn't a cliffhanger from the previous episode that is yeah. important for this. Previously episode. on Street Sharks, it's not like you know Streaks or or uh, Ripster were were charging up a Kamehameha, and you know we had oh is he going to do <laughs> it or Spirit later. Bomb. And they're like, oh, is he going to do it? I don't know. No, they didn't do that. So, Well, uh, just, to, to, just, to, just to recap, they, okay. they saved okay, him. Fine. And then we lost uh, we lost Moby Lick. Oh. He, he rode off into the sunset. R.I.P. Although, Hello. based on this episode, maybe he'll be back? Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just let's not leave the uh, listeners hanging. We'll just jump straight into it. 
Um, so this week it is Rox is back. As you know him, he is the long haired uh, rock star turned shark. And uh, he, he comes back to, uh, to Fusion C- Fusion City to, uh, yeah, to, to accept his music award as best new artist. Um, it's, uh, excuse me, it's the really rocking music award. Let's get it right. Thank you, wow. Stu. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so pretty much during this episode, he uses his newfound po- uh, popularity with his uh, friends that are the street sharks. They... They happen to trigger Dr. Paranoid or Paranoid. Paradigm. Depending on who you're mm, depends on who, who, who's, who's, who you're asking, I think. Um, but during the uh, course of that, uh, Dr. Paradigm tries to snatch rocks and they destroy a hotel. Um, there's a valuable disc that is there that uh, ends up in the hands of Dr. Paradigm and his uh, cronies. Slobster and what was the other one? Slash, Kilimari, and Slash. That's the one that yeah. stuck to me. Yeah, and uh, during the that, Holy Trinity. Uh, yep, and uh, <laughs> so you know the the night proceeds. Rox goes on to have to get his uh, what was the name of the uh, really rock music award? There we go. God. The really rock and music awards, and uh, they they have this plan where they're going to reveal who's been trying to gene slam the entire city, and. Oops, it turns out to be uh, they swapped the disc and now all fingers are pointing at the mayor. So um, in this episode, uh, so how did you guys, did it make you guys feel anything? <laughs> it rocked me to my core. <laughs> it did. That was a really rocking song. Yeah, it was like rock, st- having streaks back on the kid again. Man, that was, it's been so long. Just only for a little bit though, right? I mean, he, he played a full song, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Not a full song, uh, but yeah, uh, I was the whole time in the episode. I, well, not whole time. That one scene where <laughs> Ripster or not Ripster Rocks was having the TV interview. It was like, bro, just tell him right now. Just tell him why do you? Yeah, why, why do you, you have to wait until the very <laughs> end of your fucking award? You, <laughs> gotta gotta keep him in suspense. I gotta give Doctor Paradigm a chance to to mess with this. <laughs> but man, that was I was. I was I was not happy with that because they spent like fucking three minutes talking about how he was going to tell everyone. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking do it. I swear. <laughs> Why didn't he like, just do it during the news conference? What's you, the point you, of doing it over the video? Exactly. You're already on camera in front of a bunch. You know, you're being broadcast to all of Fission City. I mean, just tell him now. But and eh. nobody thought to do any uh, like video, like checking like the source of it if it got altered uh, at all. Come on. I think- I think this is before they had that technology. <laughs> what? You couldn't do that on a floppy disk? David, I don't know if you remember this, but in the 90s, when something was on the news, it was, like, true. So, like, there was no contesting it. Uh, So, it. what do you mean back there in the was, days? That's true now. Whatever is on Facebook is true. <laughs> and then whatever's on the news is fake news. Yeah, but this is before, the, before fake news but was even a thing. There was no such news except for news news. I mean, you should know. You're older than all of us. Or do, I don't do, know. Do, 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 do. Breaking news. He's going to tell us in 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, very much. Is your Dr. Paradigm bad for your health? Find out later on ne- on tonight at 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So the the one thing I wanted to bring it up is I was listening to the intro song this time around. I let, mean, I let what do you mean for, this time around? I usually just I end up usually skipping it, but what I kept explain I kept expecting at that point where at the very end, right before like there's a like the saxophone solo, I kept expecting them to like say something like, um, "Street sharks are filmed on location in front of a live right. studio audience," and I'm just like, mm, "That where is it?" And yeah. then it just starts. Oh. See, just like the theme song from Wayne's World. <laughs> Filmed in front of a live studio audience, Wayne's World. Hmm. Party on, uh, Wayne, and, and party, party on, on guard. <laughs> so, uh, Stu, favorite moment? Um, well, other than Rocks being back uh, and Streaks being on the kid again, uh, it was probably. Well, those were my two favorite moments. So, okay, well, there you go. And, um, what about you, James? Uh, well, I'm gonna prefix this saying that I've never watched Street Sharks. I was actually introduced <gasps> by David. I know, first first time. Woo! But uh, it left me uh speechless. I would say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what cartoons were like back then. <laughs> well, this was around the same time as uh, Big Bad Beetleborgs. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think heard David mentioned Big Bad Beetleborgs. I was, I've, I don't know another human being that has said those words. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't I think like, Alex? Yeah, I was like, oh, Ben no knows. No way. Ben knows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ben, you're one of the good yep. ones. Yep. I know. I'm the best. Uh, ben, favorite moment? Why was, okay. Dr. Paradigm is trying on a new helmet on top of his other helmet while he's wearing a cloak. Like, how many fucking layers can this guy put on? I told you, it's because he he's trying, it's a cry for help. He wants people to think he's a villain, but nobody's doing it. So he has to keep stepping it up. And then he goes into the concert wearing said stupid cloak and the helmet. Like, what the yeah. fuck? He looks like Mysterion. Oh. No, not, yeah, the new helmet doesn't even make him look like that. That reminded me of, uh, I guess, my third favorite scene was when uh, Kilamari got thrown into the crowd by uh, by uh, Big Slamu, and he lands on Doctor Paradigm, and Paradigm's like trying to act like, he, I don't know you, get it, get go away <laughs> <Yeah>. from me, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, get I, on out of here, and he just points them off. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't create you. <laughs> I don't know this guy. Everyone. <laughs> Never seen this bloke in my entire entire life. I certainly didn't create him in my lab. (laughs) And so, yeah, with the way it ends, uh, there is a cliffhanger in this one, right? Right? I don't remember. Yeah, Yeah, at the very end, like the the mayor stands up and goes, oh, what are we going to do? And then they're like, oh, how did he, you know, how did he like swap the the discs? When did he have time to do all that? And, you know, and then it just kind of ends. It all just ended right, right there, right. Yeah, there, was wasn't pretty, like a, yeah. there was no like final line or anything like that. Also, I don't know if I maybe I have to do some fact checking on this. Can you fit video files on a floppy disk these days? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe Doctor Paradigm can... researched some really good compression techniques. I don't know. <laughs> you can fit Oregon Trail on a floppy. How many floppy disks does that take? Four. Uh, I never played Oregon Trail. Oh my! Well, that's right. That's Ben's how like, young Ben is. Ben's like twenty years younger than us. I and not, I think also James also probably doesn't know what Oregon Trail is. I know of it. Wait, James, I, I haven't played, played it. it. I want <laughs> exactly. quick, 
quick demographic check. James, how old are you? Uh, 27. Okay. Oh. So you're Ben's age. Yeah. Oh. There you go. So you're telling me in the five years that, no, six years that I've been on this planet longer than the both of you, I played Oregon Trail. You guys didn't. Well, because yeah, by that time they had Mortal like Kombat PlayStation shit. Two and stuff, I think. Or <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys missed out on dying by dysentery. Yeah, or the hunting, <laughs> hunting the buffalo. Oh, that was dude. the best part. Game changer, game changer. It's like they're letting us play this in school. All right. <laughs> Stupid. We're learning. <laughs> Doesn't feel like learning at all. And then they came out with a board game, and it's nothing like it. Just oh, sad. Um. So, any other thoughts about this week's episode of Street Sharks called Street Fight? Shark Fight? Shark Fight. Shark Fight. Shark Fight. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right, well, uh, we'll jump straight into our not box office rundown because uh, the last couple of weeks, because of COVID-19, and <laughs> uh, all the movie theaters are closed. I just want to see, I, what, what week is it? We're quick. We are week, week, we are in week 14, and I'm pretty sure nothing is on there. Oh, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure all of AMC has been closed. It's empty. All the AMCs and all the... <laughs> so the only theaters that are available now are the one uh, where your couch and your TV, and you can... Log on to see The Hunt, or I believe The Way Back is on, in, on Prime Video now. Um, or video? Yeah. So that's all available. But yeah, no box office rundown for the foreseeable future until uh, the Safer at Home has been lifted or whatever other things like that. But since uh, since that's the case, I just wanted to check in with everybody. So uh, Ben, how is the working from home being quarantined kind of? Oh, been so far. Well, I hope it never ends. This is great. I know, right? <laughs> this is the best. Why? How was I not working from home before this? This is ridiculous. I know. How many days has it been for you guys? Fifteen. Uh, just Two. last week was my first week. Okay, so like five. So six, including today. James, how is your work from home? Uh James work from home and Dave doesn't. <laughs> I want to go. We are anymore. essential. Yeah, it's essential wow. that we shuffle papers around. Wait, and... wait. So, I wait. Is J- James? You're not working from home, or you are working from home? I'm not working from home. Oh, okay. Damn. I thought you were. Yeah. He works in another uh, department. He works. In the I'm David Toth. That's true. <laughs> I mean, who isn't really? <laughs> Actually, that's, that's that's the running joke. Everybody's my boss. Yep. No, I, I work in a different department from David. So a department that actually does work. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, got oh. <laughs> Well, that does it for this week's podcast. <laughs> 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 Thank you for joining us on the Dozen of Seagulls podcast. Not kick on anybody. Okay. Um. So we'll we'll jump straight into the movie of this week. I know that I sprung. Uh, James on the both of you, uh, but he has had some uh, background on this movie. Ooh, ooh. Uh, so he's James. You said you had watched this how many times? Oh, at least probably like twenty times. Oh, oh perfect. So that means right. that uh, Ben, if you're okay with it, uh, how about James? You can give us a synopsis. It's, it's going okay, to be a battle. Whoa! It's going to be a battle of who likes Scott Pilgrim more, James this or Ben? Is, 
That was unexpected, David. Well, uh, <laughs> our protagonist, Scott Pilgrim, uh, a.k.a. Michael Sarah, played by Michael Sarah, uh, meets a mysterious girl, and he finds her fondly and wants to date her. And while through the process, he finds out that she has seven evil exes that he has to defeat. And throughout the movie... He encounters all these exes, and eventually we just find out if he's able to keep on dating Ramona Flowers, the girl. Wow. The day. David, why are you copying me? I <laughs> am so proud right Shut now. Shut the fuck up, Dave. That was the, oh. <laughs> all right, Ben, what are your thoughts? Yeah, on... yeah, Ben, it doesn't feel good when someone copies you, right? I know, right? I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> right? So, um, Ben, we'll start with you. So, how many times have you seen this movie? I don't even know at this point. I feel like I this is definitely one of those movies I just put on whenever. Yeah. You know, like, as background definitely. noise, too. It's just, like, there. So, I don't okay. even know. It's my Zootopia. So, it's like my Zootopia. Yeah, it's your, it's your Zootopia. Except uh, you mean it's going to be your Onward pretty soon. Well, yeah, once Onward goes, gets on there. but That's true. Uh, April 7th, I believe, is like the a, date that they're like releasing. a whole week away, man. I know, but then after that, you can binge and binge and That's binge. True. You can get your in, your fill of Onward. It'll it'll be like Which, my rush hour, too, from high school when I would just have it on all the time. You mean your rush hour, too, of now, right? Or... Right. Well, cool. right. I mean, cool. okay. All right. I got to come clean. I haven't really been watching Rush Hour 2 lately. <laughs> Holy fuck. Because you've been watching Rush Hour 1. <laughs> this is the uh, best. No, I don't even know. way better. Rush Hour, Rush Hour 1 is way better than Rush Hour 2. <laughs> All right. So, uh, since uh, James and Ben have both seen this, I'm actually really curious. Stu, this is the first time you've ever seen Scott Pilgrim versus it the It right? was. And actually, I was wait, before we get to me, how many times have you seen it, David? Uh, I think three. Okay, so, so, so James and Ben are locked in a death battle over how who's seen it the most, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then David and I are just the casuals, know, casuals, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim <laughs> casuals. Well, yeah, I Scott, Scott Pilgrim this. normies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so on okay. the outside in watching this cage match, yeah. be between James and Ben. Um, actually, uh, before we jump into this portion, I actually thought that originally that Ben hadn't seen it and I thought Stu had seen it a bunch of times. Yeah. And I had to yell at you about it. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I would never, ever, 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 ever suggest another Michael Cera movie ever. Do you not understand? <laughs> he is dead. I was like, no, he's, he's pretty alive. He goes, he's dead to me. <laughs> Like, oh, perfect. All right. Well, good thing Ben forced Stu to watch this. So, Stu, I would like your unfiltered, uh, unaltered opinion before you hear James and Ben. Okay. Talk about well, it. clearly they, they like this movie. Otherwise, they would not be subjecting themselves to it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here we go. And, All right. uh, excuse me. Wait a minute. Before you say that, Homer uh-huh. didn't like Claw Closh, and then he continued... And then he started God, drinking crab give juice. Me, give me the crab juice. <laughs> exactly. No. He didn't like that. And he continued to keep drinking the crab juice. Yeah. Ugh, I'll take the Just crab juice. Exactly. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that you can't 
eventually that's, tolerate it. That's true. That's just like, like all uh, the Michael Cera movies that we're going to continue to keep ramming down your throats until you're his biggest fan. Yeah. Or any <laughs> or any hard liquor ever. Um, that, that's always been my opinion. I know it's not a popular ooh, opinion. Ooh. Hey, maybe that's the way Michael Cera is. He ages like a whiskey, where you have to uh, you, you have kind to, of just add a little sprinkle of water, yeah, and oh, then man. it brings up the flavor, and then you really. Really can uh, until you just start the, the bitterness. That's until right. you just start depending on it to get yourself out of bed <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> I can't get out of bed until I at least get twenty minutes of Scott Michael Pilgrim. <laughs> twenty minutes of Michael Sarah. That's the episode title. <laughs> All right. So, Stu, okay. um, thoughts. All right. So this is this is a little unusual for me since I'm sitting or I'm here with two uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world super fans. Here we go. Um, it's so my, I don't know. My take might be a little hot on it. Um, but oh. I'll, I'll preface it. Would you shut up Ben? <laughs> I, I think it doesn't, I think it doesn't really help that we have a second one. Who's just like him. Yeah. Now, now Ben's got backup. Yeah. yeah. Good. Right, you fucking do. Let's go. All right. Tag, All tag right. me in Ben. Hello. All right, here we go. Everyone, shut up. Let me go high. Go high. Let's go. Hey, <laughs> go. I will mute the both of you. <laughs> go ahead, Stu. Okay, okay. So, let me preface this by saying, this might my my review or my scoring of this movie it might be based on the my my frame of mind when I was watching it because I forgot to watch it over the weekend, so I had it on while I was working today. So, and I was kind of like I was, I was making an effort to pay attention to it. But at the same time, I was also like trying to like get back to work. So, so having said that, um, this is my this is my my main takeaways. Um, it was if if I wasn't working, I probably would have enjoyed it more. So I tried to factor that into my score. I tried to like bump it up based on that fact. But because I felt like it was, um, like it was very stylish. It was very stylized, which I you know I really I liked all that stuff, and I have no complaints there. I think the biggest uh, gripe I had was that it seemed, I think. Well, are we doing spoilers? Is this is this spoiler? Uh, we'll no? we'll split it up. So try okay. to keep it unspoiler. So it was very cool, very stylish. I feel like it was too long. It could have been shorter. It, like it could have been maybe like an hour and twenty to hour and thirty. Instead, it was an hour and fifty minutes. Um, and we'll get into this, you know the spoilers of as to why I think we could have trimmed it up, trimmed it down a bit. But I mean, overall, I liked it. It was, you know, it was, it was a fine movie. Um, one thing I didn't really like, and I, I, this is my personal thing, is I think all the music in the movie that was played by the bands, I hate that music. So um, I hate that kind of music. So that was it was rough for me to have to listen to it so much. Uh, but anyways, my overall score of it is a seven out of ten. Okay. And uh, we'll go with the uh, now we'll go to the super fans. Uh, Ben Stuart Yang is fucking dead to me, anyways. Doesn't have singles, a new member. Well, get the fuck out of here, stupid. Bye, guys. Uh, Ben, what would you rate it for me? It's a nine out of ten, and the reasoning. 
because I'm super biased on this because I really <laughs> like the director because Edgar Wright's like my favorite director and I like how each pack how each scene is packed with little details and not mm-hmm. highlighted up with small mm-hmm. parts and it had a really banging soundtrack by Beck and there's Beck, a lot of yeah. visual gags to go along with the Chuck Jones esque style comedy with the incorporation of audio and visuals and I really like the opening title crawl and the pacing is really unusual and extremely fast but it's just like going and going and going you know it doesn't really give you a lot of time to breathe and there's a lot of ex monkeys so it's really zany but really cranks up even more when they get into the first fight with dave patel yeah wow, actually i wow. think ben mentioned something in there that is one of the reasons also one of the reasons why i didn't i kind of docked it was because i felt like it was edited by someone with adhd um yeah but and i think I, and that might be you might like that i don't i didn't really like it and for the most part i didn't i mean it was fine for the you know most part but it, there were parts where i was like okay this is getting a little this is a little too much now, but anyways, that, that I just wanted to. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I mean, for, for, well, <laughs> let me ask, uh, Stu, your background. Did you ever read the, is it a graphic novel or a manga? It's, it's I knew it considered a graphic novel. Yeah. Graphic novel. So I, I read it before. The, yeah. I knew I read it before the movie. And so I felt like what okay, Ben was kind of hitting on what? Okay, you read the book before them. Okay, you thought the book was better. Okay, actually, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I really enjoyed the movie because it it kind of was the cop. It was kind of like the graphic novel brought to life, mm-hmm. in the fact that it's kind of like ADHD, like you were saying. And I think it's very true to kind of like that style and and, and the interpretation the best you can do in that like film. So for me, eight out of ten. And so, what about you, James? Uh, I think Ben said it really well. I agreed on all his points. Um, I would say a 9 out of 10. Or I would give it a, a definitely watch, especially if you're a millennial or like, I mean, this age demographic because there's a lot of references, especially gaming references that I think a lot of people our age can kind of connect to. Oh, okay. And, uh, well, Sue, just to, to let you know, there's a reason why Ben is so also very tied to this movie. Is uh, is he in it? This is the same director as Hot Fuzz and Woo! Shaun of the Dead. Of the Dead. Baby so, I, didn't, I didn't see either Woo! of those two guys in it. Oh, yeah, no, I know. I was expecting to see them in the uh, Sean Patton <laughs> for Simon Pegg right. and Nick Frost. And Nick well, with that new information, I'd like to review... Uh, Re, uh, redo my score. It's a six out of ten now. Ooh, because, oh my god! Oh, get, the fuck, get the fuck! Hey, you just <laughs> agreed with that, Ben. You didn't tell me that they were supposed Ooh, to be. Get in this, this man movie. out of here with his facts and his life. Boo! I guarantee you, if we, if we put uh, if we put uh, Hot Fuzz on this on this podcast, I'm pretty sure he'll give a much higher score. Ooh, ooh, I think it's what? just uh, Michael Sarah without having the balancing factor of having a Simon Pegg or a Nick Frost on there. Well, I will say this. It's, just, it's a lot of Michael Cera. I will say this because I know before the reason why I was so reluctant to watch this movie is because I, I, you know, I was like, I was like, I'm not really the biggest Michael Cera fan. At least not as like, I don't think I've ever watched him in like a lead role. He was like in Superbad. He was like, you know, they were both, he was like, he was sharing the screen with someone. Um, so for this one, it, I didn't, I didn't hate him as much as I normally w- might have because it, he didn't seem to have the same type of Michael, Michael Cera. Mm-hmm. Uh, Esqueness, yeah, yeah, be like you know mannerisms and stuff to it. I mean, there's still some of that, but it wasn't just like every fucking scene. But um, but yeah, so that that's uh, it wasn't too bad. Okay, well that'll do for uh, this portion of the just generalized review, uh, and we're gonna step straight into the uh, spoiler zone. 
after you. And now we're there. Age before beauty. <laughs> get in Aww. there, Grandpa. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm already in the spoiler zone. <laughs> Look at, so oh, did you... Yeah, it's nice and warm. Whoa. Get inside the spoilers. Yep. Uh-huh. Don't, don't worry. Just let it in. Just we got to go in. through the airlock. Make sure there's no coronavirus in here. Yeah, ah, jokes on you. I'm bringing it in with me. Uh, I know. It affects, it affects elders the most, David. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> so edgy. Too edgy. Wow. Well, let's finish this podcast really quick before I kick the bucket, apparently. Sheesh. Um, so, Stu, I know that you had some things you wanted to grind about inside the spoiler zone. Uh, I'll let you kick it off. Okay. Um, so, they're all the stuff. Um, Fantastic. Like- all right, okay. let's go back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying? Um, so, like, the st- I did like all the stuff you guys were mentioning where, like, there was, like, all these little references, little, like, video game sound effects and, you know, all that stuff was great. Although the whole time I was thinking, okay, when when we get to the video games, and then I guess I don't know. I guess I was like, okay, I guess the, all the fights kind of became like video games, in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, so mm-hmm. but during during the movie, I was like, okay, when's the video game stuff gonna happen? It's like right now, it was just kind of like reference, 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 and I, you know, I like those references, but I was just wondering when it was gonna tie into what the actual movie was gonna be uh, be because it. I don't think they start like you don't fight like the first guy until like 45 minutes into the movie or 30 yeah. minutes into the movie. Yeah, it's, it's a while. And mm-hmm. so the whole time I'm like, okay, I like these video games. I like this video game stuff, but where's it going? Where's it going? Um, so, but um, one thing I thought, I mean, I did like the, like how like they turned all the fighting scenes into like a, I couldn't decide if it was like an anime or if it was a fighting game. Ben, can you, which one more would like, you say it was? Or maybe it was an anime fighting, fighting game. game. No, it's a fighting game, man. I mean, they even had the Street Fighter shit in there, you know. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, breaking, breaking through multiple walls. and Yeah, but with like, but then all he had all like the poses, like, you know, like the first guy, he was very animated with his poses and stuff. And I feel like that's an anime thing. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Te- Tekken was very like that. Or, you know, like you, the pre scene before they start fighting. You like, trying right to tell before me. Before it says fight. And then they, they do like the dance around wouldn't be an anime is it isn't inspired by anime they're all drawn like anime characters but it's yeah. canadian they're canadian, anime. canadian yeah right? amazon.ca that's true that's true that's a good point anime can't be canadian all right eight out of ten 2020 <laughs> <laughs> was that uh, two score just went up great yeah but no, I like I was saying before. I think if my frame, my my mindset wasn't like I wasn't trying to like, okay, hurry up, I'm trying to get back to work. Um, I probably would have given it an eight. But at some point, at one point in the movie, I was like, we're like three of the ex boyfriends in. I'm like, fuck, we got four more of these to go. <laughs> like, there's so many. Why can't we just have like three or five and, at the most? And then the film did you a favor and then doubled two of them together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, maybe they're twins. Like, yeah, I guess that was that was good that they did that because if there Sue, was like they heard all of your complaints, yeah. you know, twenty years prior, and was like, "Yep, somebody's." I guarantee you, Stuart Yang is going to complain 
saying that, <laughs> oh my God, there's going to be four more of these exes. We'll, we'll just double, we'll just make them twins. It's fine. Just put them, put them together. Yeah. And I think, at least, I think now I understand where the vegan powers come activate come from. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you were in the same position that I was when I didn't realize why Thomas kept burping every time he was talking until I watched Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is he okay? I don't think that's supposed to happen a lot. I always just thought Thomas was being gross. But <laughs> yeah, I, I think that he, he did that first, honestly. Yeah, he inspired it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, for James and Ben, I have, I have a quick, I have a question I wanted to ask. Does for do you consider Scott Pilgrim versus the World a cult classic? Yeah, yeah. And is a cult classic only because it made less money than it cost to make? I I think so. It did not do well at the box office. Yeah, initially, yeah, it did not do well, and then it got a really big following after it came to like dvds and like kind of word spread around and it got big after that like maybe a year after i I don't know if you remember or not but was the video game first or did the movie come out first it was i don't know i think it came around about the same time i think maybe maybe a little before the release if you want to correct because i remember playing scott pilgrim vs. the world on ps3 yeah before the movie came yeah that was also around the same time yeah so um, so what else would you consider in the same realm as this, as like Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Like, is, is, is this on the same level as the, like the cult classics as like the room or Rocky horror picture show yet? Is it considered that big yet? Well, I knew the, I know that the Frida did do showings of it, you know, like fan showings and people would come dressed up and they mm-hmm. do all these baby things during the showing. So they did do that. So it has somewhat of a cult following because of that. Okay. And in, in addition to, um, I don't know if you guys are aware of the new Beverly theater that's in yeah. Hollywood that's owned by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. So I want to say 2011 or 2012, they had shown Scott Pilgrim they had it set for at least one showing every month. And I, I've been to one of them and it was crazy. They basically gave that movie its own block once a month. And I think that's, that speaks to the volumes too. Yeah. I want to go check it out one time, but if, well, I, I after, imagine after that new Beverly's going to be around by the time. Oh, really? Up. I hope it is. I really oh, hope dang. it is. I mean, yeah. Quentin Tarantino has enough money to keep it afloat, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and if he doesn't, I'm pretty sure he would just, pull all the money from there and then open it up somewhere else in an empty warehouse and start over. Please. I need this. We need this. Come on, baby. um, Actually, speaking of just like the situation that's happening right now, um, you know, if we can do our part in trying to plug some of these like independent theaters, like the Alamo, for example, the Frida, Mm -hmm. um, you know, making sure that these guys get a chance to be able to come back as soon as we get back. Um, to regular life to make sure that we're you know paying homage and and going there to make sure that these places stay open because you know it's going to be tough for all these small businesses for sure to be able to uh, justify staying open especially with uh, with nobody feeling safe to go out yet yeah I would say the one of the theaters that definitely need it the most is the Frida just because it's not it's a it's a non-profit so uh, Mm. yeah so yeah, if you guys can, um, if you guys are listening to this and you guys want to see, you know, small theaters like that continue, I'm sure they have a donation link. We will try to find something and we'll, we'll post that and try to help out as much as possible to keep those places open. Cause 
I did not, we did not get a chance to go see the room and Ben and Stu were talking about it nonstop. And I definitely would love to uh, be able to, you know, I got a thousand spoons sitting here. I need to use. I know. So do I. There's a thousand sitting in my closet. I feel (laughs) like a a total doofus now. I got a box full of spoons just sitting here. Well, I mean, our, oh, for us, we, we, we celebrate a lot of birthdays. So maybe we just give out spoons and instead of cake, we'll just start doing soup. Hey, can I get a knife? No, we only got spoons. <laughs> um, so I know Ben that you really enjoy a lot of stuff that Edgar Wright uh, has done. Uh, James, do you feel do you feel the same way? Because I remember we were talking about it a little bit earlier today, and I told you what movie we were reviewing, and you just started just talking about uh, Scott Pilgrim. Is is you know where where does Edgar Wright just like uh, sit with you? Oh no, he's he's like a one of a kind of like on his own respect. Um, I want to say Ben had mentioned, uh, it was like one of the early podcasts. It was um, this YouTube channel called every frame by painting. Uh, amazing yeah. YouTube channel. It, it makes you feel like you're a film student, but basically he, he um, breaks down like different directors and different genres and stuff. And Edgar Wright is very unique in the sense that, um, that he used a lot of he uses a lot of visual and editing techniques to make his jokes, and sometimes you don't really catch them the first time around. But if like second viewings and third viewings, you kind of see these jokes that that you didn't even that were subtle that are freaking amazing. Um, yeah, I I, I I I do enjoy Edgar Wright's movies, um, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, and also Baby Driver. They're all great films. Um, I think, but yeah, yeah, Edgar Wright's is definitely one of a kind. So I don't think there's anybody very in his realm of how he directs, but yeah. So what are some of the, um, I guess, like footprints that he left on this movie that would make it, that makes it so unique? Um, well, he's known for, obviously, um, Stu had mentioned about like, it's it's very ADHD where like the edits are very fast, and so a lot of the scenes are there. It is it is uh, to me it feels like it's very rushed. But if you see it multiple times, you kind of catch little things here and there. Um, and also his transitions, his transitions are awesome too because he'll. I'm trying to think of exact scenes, but like um, when Scott wakes up. And he has to pee, and then he opens up to uh, to this locker room. A lot of it is we see is like digital effects, but a lot of the effects are practical. And so they basically had to switch that whole entire room to be that locker room. And then also the opening also is like when they zoom out to the couch, they actually have like 50 feet that they move the camera backwards. And so a lot of it is digital effects, but also a lot of it's practical effects, which is also awesome to see you as well yeah i don't i don't think i have i had uh all the effects everything was done really well as that you mentioned um i think for for me though i kind of got overloaded at on certain in certain moments it was just like too much like for me it was like too much stuff going on yeah i i, too, I, I like, could definitely see that it is it can be a bit overwhelming yeah. not Especially, that's not to say that it, it wasn't done well mm-hmm. but yeah yeah, especially when you mentioned that you're kind of like half doing work and trying to watch it. It's definitely yeah. a movie that requires all your attention because you can easily 
missed a whole bunch of stuff. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure I missed all, all kinds of stuff. Um, but I did get you know there was some stuff I caught the easy stuff I caught like the Seinfeld reference. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Big, yeah. <laughs> um, but as much as like you know I kind of griped on stuff there, I did have there were some moments I I actually like laughed pretty hard. Um, I think the part I laughed the hardest at was um, it was it was before the first battle of the bands thing when they're all kind of meeting uh, up for the first time, and uh, what's her name? Ni- they're about to like knives and uh, what's her name? Ramona. Ramona. Yeah. Uh, like they're like kind of like being introduced to each other almost, mm-hmm. and there's like this like very tense like like stare down scene where like oh, yeah. really <laughs> but then but then it shows the uh the roommate staring yeah, at uh, the, uh Anna Kendrick's boyfriend. <laughs> just, that, that part made me laugh. Uh, I think I, I think I gotta say the roommate, the gay roommate was my probably my favorite character in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I think he's Macaulay Culkin's brother. Yes. Yeah, you know what? I was like I was thinking like that I, that looks like Macaulay Culkin, but I remember the opening <laughs> credits. I didn't see his name anywhere. So yeah, Kieran yeah. Culkin. Yeah, I think his uh, older brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he was my favorite character. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, he also was in She's All That, right? Is that him? Uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother. Did anyone watch She's All That? Only, only a long time. He's in there. Well, because I remember Irene was mentioning that we saw the movie together on the Saturday. Mm. Oh man, Rachel Lake Cook. I totally forgot. She's, I had like a super crush on. Well, I I guess I still kind of do, but. (laughs) Um, What you're gonna you're gonna look at Rachel Lake Cook and tell me no, David? What? (laughs) Irene's listening, David. Oh. I only have eyes for one girl. Okay. Yeah, Rachel. No, you have Cook. two eyes. Come on, just go. Just two one for one. squinty, slanty eyes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, let's see. We heard from Stu. Uh, let's hear from Ben. Ben, uh, anything about this movie that you haven't already mentioned? Well, I mean, I guess when I first saw this film... I I think this is my second Edgar Wright film that I've seen, and I didn't know, you know, I didn't put two and two together that it was the same guy. Not only that, but I was, I remember I saw Shaun of the Dead, and I, I was still in that phase where I was terrified of anything remotely horror, so I didn't really <laughs> pay attention to it. That and, doesn't sound like anything like the current Ben right now. Is that it's great, right? So that includes Shaun of the Dead. You were scared of that movie? No, I was terrified of Shaun of the Dead. Holy <laughs> shit. But it was like, a comedy. <laughs> I know, right? I was scared, all right? Like, what was it? When when what's his face gets like mauled to death and they like tear his body apart and they're like waving his head around. I remember I like ran out of the room because I'm like, holy fuck, dude, he's getting killed, you know? <laughs> so, anyways. Um, Land would have terrified little Ben Schmalwe at that time. Yeah, no, now, now let's watch a horror movie, David, huh? Let's go watch something, huh? Yeah, you said you weren't, you were scared. I'm still claiming that I'm scared. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm an adult. I'm a grown ass man. I can, I can admit it. And I get scared of movies. I'm yeah. so scared. Oh yeah, join us on Wednesday when we stream on Twitch. David playing Dead Space. All right, thanks everyone. Oh. <laughs> 
but yeah, so when I saw this movie, I didn't know what Scott Pilgrim was at all. I didn't know that this was a comic book movie. My friends were just like, hey, let's go check this movie out. And I'm like, all right. So like when the opening credits crawled out, it was just like, holy fuck, you know, I, I thought I was like going for a trip. You know, everything just started changing. It's just like, yeah, no, not that one. <laughs> oh, I love that title yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, I know the video game thing was so awesome. The 8 bit version of the uh-huh. Universal logo. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool too. So I, I thought that was just like a nice little jab or something. But like mm-hmm. when they started playing their music for the first time, and yeah. everything just started like just getting bigger and wider, and just focuses on uh crap. I don't remember the actress's name for Knives Chow, but just focus on her face and how uh, Ellie or Ellen Wong. I think. Oh yeah, Ellen Wong. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Yeah, it just was like, oh my god, this is what I'm in for, you know. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of gets back into this groove throughout the rest of the film where it was just like, you know, quirky kind of humor, but really fast cuts and the, it was like really snarky, you know, really snarky dialogues. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I can get behind this. And then it finally gets to the first evil X fight and then mm-hmm. everything just kind of goes out the window, yeah. you know. It, it becomes like so fucking zany and over the top, you know, over the top as like over what they already had, which was already pretty zany at that point. And it was just like, okay, now they're doing a fucking full-on fight, and it was just crazy, you know? And it really set set it up for the rest of the movie, even though that is, like Stu said, like 30 minutes in, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's just insane. It just keeps going, and it has this energy that just, you know, it just doesn't drop. And, yeah, you could attribute it to, like, ADHD or whatever. I mean, I, I love it because it doesn't give you any time to breathe. And it's just, like, nonstop, like, you're just staring to at the screen glued to it. You know, you don't want to blink and miss anything. It's, like, everything was making you laugh. Everything's making you just wonder how the hell are they doing that, you know? It's very stylish. It's very funny. It's very... uh, Man, what's a word for that? But, you know, everyone has, like, this great chemistry on screen except... Mm-hmm. I, I will say that I do, I do not like Michael Sarah in this role, but you know, you know everyone else. Yeah. Okay. Fine. You win, dude. The one thing I hate about <laughs> Michael Sarah was fucking Scott Pilgrim. Like, all right. So, yeah. So if uh, if they had recasted Scott Pilgrim to any, anybody else, who would you have picked? Jesse Eisenberg. To make the ten. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Isn't that the same guy? It's the same guy. It's the same guy. Uh, the guy from from Silicon Valley, that guy. That <laughs> was the same guy. DJ <laughs> Miller. Oh, that'd be hilarious. He'd be the biggest. He'd be like a, a fat version of Scott Pilgrim. DJ <laughs> Miller. No, not that. Not TJ Miller. The other guy. No, Thomas Middle. No, I heard. I heard what I wanted to hear, and then I heard you agree with it. Oh, Stu, okay. am I wrong? No. You're always wrong. What? <laughs> I'm agreeing Categor- with you categorically, and I can't allow this you be, to be right. So what? Categorically, He's a man of sheer fucking will. Uh, Thomas <laughs> Middleditch, John Wick in this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Thomas, yeah, that was Thomas the one Middleton. thing I hated. But he's it. also I... like the same person. What? Who? Tom <laughs> Thomas Middleditch. Middleton. Yeah. See. Yeah. That. Like, how do you? How would you characterize them? If who? If for people who have probably never seen Silicon Valley, don't know who Jesse it's Eisenberg like, is. It's like a cyclical definition. It's like, you want to know who Michael Sarah is? Look at Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse. You want to see who Jesse Eisenberg is? Look at Thomas Middleditch. You want to see who Thomas Middleditch is? You look at Michael Sarah. Um, 
Wow. Uh, is there some sort of like theory behind this I, or some sort of theorem? Yeah. Well, they're, they're all mean, like socially awkward. Wait, yeah. they're, they're each from different eras. Like, are they? I don't know. But I don't know. I'm just kidding. Who? I don't know. I couldn't really think of who might they play just that keep role. mutating. They just keep mutating like a virus. They're all one, they're all one person. Yeah. <laughs> they're Dr. Paranoid and Dr. Paradigm. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, so if if they had recasted him instead of being uh, Michael Sarah, it was Jesse Eisenberg. You would give it a 10. I think it would have been even worse. <laughs> oh. Wow, this guy reminds me of Michael Sarah. <laughs> you know, then we'd be right back at, at this again, and like you know, ten years from now, going, man, it would have been better if it was Michael Sarah instead of Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Um, but you know how like there's always that like lifetime role. You know, yeah, like uh, yeah. Angelina Jolie was was made to uh, her role was great for like, you know, she was made for like Tomb Raider, for Maleficent, like those roles. It's like you put anybody else in, it doesn't make any sense. I know how much you guys disliked Michael Sarah in this role, but I feel like I don't know if there's another actor on the planet that looks just like Scott Pilgrim and also would act very similar to that. That would have. I think his. Like, it's I think, a fucking cartoon. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, if there was a version of the cartoon, he's no, the no, closest no, thing that looks good. Let's, let's pull a picture of Scott Pilgrim from the comics and tell me who on earth looks like him. Oh, look, it's two eyes and a fucking oval <laughs> with hair on it. Great. Don't tell me he looks like fucking Michael Sarah. He doesn't look like, like Michael Sarah. <laughs> I. What about. Anybody else on the fucking planet? Uh, yes, Michael Sarah is the only one who could ever play this role. I don't know. I, I just can't see any other role. Yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't mind Michael Sarah. I think, um, I mean, he's always in that that category of that awkward white kid that that he's been. But I think this one he kind of expanded a little bit. You know, he was he did take the leading role and. I think he did a pretty good job. Um, he did, he yeah. did okay to me. Yeah. I, I feel like it, it still was like way out of his depth being confident mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and charming in some way and being really yeah. smug. He just didn't have it for me in a lot yeah. of the time. It was really jarring because like throughout the rest of the film, you got like like powerhouses, right? You got like Aubrey Plaza. You got like Chris Evans. Evan. You got... Brandon and Brie Ruth. Larson. Got, yeah, Brie Larson. You got like Jason Schwartz. You got Mary Elizabeth Winstead. You got like everybody. Alison Pill, like uh, Anna Kendrick. Everybody. And then you got where any of them got big, right? You got um, you got Superman and two Avengers in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. In the oh, comic it kind of goes back to when we were talking about um what was it? Uh, Knives Out. Remember, we were talking about how um, I had this like kind of qualm about it, where it was Chris Evans who was the the bad guy, right? And mm. it was I, I felt like it was kind of like a slight on the film just because Chris Evans was always cast as the smug asshole, and he mm. always ended up being like the jerk. So this is one of those roles where he was the the cocky <laughs> jerk. Yeah, but it was, it was it was it was. It was like cocky jerk in the in the means in the same means he was a cocky jerk in the in not another teen movie like yeah, yeah no, it, was, it was satirically a cocky jerk he wasn't actually like in Knives Out that's like actually a jerk character yeah like so he he just had the 
the persona for it, you know, like yeah. before, you know, Avengers and everything. And now everyone can't stop viewing him as the, you know, the good the Boy Scout, you know. I mean, he's Captain America. I mean, yeah. what mm-hmm. am I supposed to think? Captain America's a jerk? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that he's because all- he, he breaks all the rules. Oh, he's the high school football quarterback. Ben Edge Lord over here. Yeah. <laughs> God damn um. So, <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on this? Anything for the spoiler zone? Yeah, fucks do. Fuck, okay. fucks do. Uh, Sue. <laughs> I like I like the free, the vegan freeze vegan police. I like that too. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's the no vegan absolutely yeah. After, oh, and then you also have Punisher vegan. Oh yeah, Thomas <laughs> Jane, and the, I forget hey, Thomas Jane. I, I never knew. Wait, the, that was actually Thomas Jane. Yeah, that was Thomas yeah. Jane. And oh then my the, god, you're right. Oh my his god. His partner yeah. was uh, yeah. I don't know I don't know his name, but he, I've seen him in tons of movies. Um, like he was in that one movie, One Eight Seven. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's kind of like always like the like the L.A. like Vato kind of guy like, but I can't remember his name. But anyways, yeah, I like that scene. <laughs> there was a lot of there's a lot of good. Uh, there's a big cast in this uh, movie. I'll give him that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's where. Uh, oh, Clifton Collins, is that his name? Yep, that he was also sound- in Star Trek and and uh, Traffic. That doesn't sound like a Mexican name at all. Oh, his, how about Clifton Collins? Nope, you can't Junior. even not even not even when Junior. you say it like that. Oh, his Sorry. real his real name is Clifton Gonzalez Gonzalez. <laughs> Why twice? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? That's what Wikipedia says. I don't think that's real, dude. <laughs> or it says his other names are Clifton Gonzalez Gonzalez. Huh. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, Cl- Collins was born in Los Angeles, California. He's grandson of Pedro Gonzalez. Gonzalez. He is sometimes credited as Clifton Gonzalez. Gonzalez. <laughs> what kind of oh, Hispanic nickname oh, name is Clifton? I don't know, but it, his last name must be like hyphenated or something because his both parents must have been Gonzalez's. Yeah, Gonzo, Gonzo, Gonzalez. I Gonzalez is. Oh, oh he's in. That's where I know him from. Westworld. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool story, David. Sorry. Yeah, uh, see, uh, Westworld season three out season now. Three, yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, James, any thoughts for the spoiler zone for uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? Hmm. There, I feel like I'm missing a lot, but um, also fun fact: it is the tenth anniversary of the movie. Woo! Uh, yeah, and um, no, I just uh, I highly recommend it. Um. What was the thing about the what was the thing about the numbers? Oh yeah, so even in the opening too, like how Ben mentioned that uh, Edgar Wright likes to put like little hints and details or foreshadowing, and so if you notice, each of the X's has like a number that represents them, right? So you have, if you notice, Scott, he's wearing zero and he drinks Coke Zero, it's because he's like, I guess number zero, and then you have the first one, Patel. I'm trying to think what exactly his thing was. I, I thought the Coke but, Zero was just a funny bit. I didn't know yeah, to yeah. do it. Just, I thought it was just why Darren only drinks Coke Zero. It's because he loves Scott Pilgrim versus the world. But uh, like Lucas Lee, uh, Chris Evans' character, like he has a tattoo on his neck that's a two. And then like there's a little subtle hints here and there on each of the characters. Um, I can't remember on top of my head, but 
I was looking at the Wikipedia page, and that thing is like a thesis. I think whoever wrote that, like, <laughs> I was like, geez, there was a town, but it kind of explains all the references. Authored and by Ben Somali. <laughs> yeah. Give great words due, all right? <laughs> all right. Uh, any other final thoughts on Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? No. Just, just make sure if you're going to watch it, you have time to do it, and you're not distracted by other stuff. Yeah, don't like it more. be uh, working on... Don't be me. Work. Yeah, don't be a dingus. I mean, no, uh, Stu is only watching it during his breaks. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just in case if his uh, bosses are, are listening yeah. and you've gotten this far on the, on the podcast. Yeah. So, um, so we'll exit the uh, spoiler zone. Uh, so join us next week. Uh, we will be uh, discussing... We will have another pair of special guests i will mention the name of the movie i will not tell you who will be joining us it is going to be Step Brothers. secret you could probably guess probably who we might have on the show but we'll just leave that a mystery so tune in next week we'll be covering uh Step Brothers as well as season two episode eight of street sharks don't know the name of the title of that one um as always i'm your host david and i'm stewart and i'm ben Fucking copy. There you go. Hey, James. Thank hey, you once James. again thank for, you, uh, yeah. Thank, thank you for, for having by. me. Yeah. It's been an awesome pleasure being here with you guys. Yeah. It definitely will not be the last. I, I know that I sprung this one on you a little bit late, but, uh, you know, think of a movie you want to review with us and we'll definitely be happy to, uh, oblige and bring you back on the show. This was definitely a pleasure. Thank you guys. Yeah, so um, before you guys go, don't forget to tip your Reiki masters. Make sure to wash your hands and uh, over t- for more than 20 seconds at least. Uh, practice social distancing. Keep yourself six feet away from anybody else. And uh, tune in next week. And uh, we'll see you then. Okay, bye. 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 bye.